Thank you for joining me on episode 36 of the Unique On Purpose podcast, helping you find victory in how God has uniquely created you. I am your host, Rachel Jenneman, just a regular gal trying to help people know that they are called to be victims in Christ Jesus. Did you know that in some third world countries that once a girl starts her monthly cycle, she is then forced to leave school due to a lack of hygiene products and education? This opens the door for poverty and possible human trafficking. Founder and CEO of Garnu, Macy Maxson, joins us as she shares how her unique company is not only helping women in the United States, but also overseas. Welcome back to the Unique on a Purpose podcast. I'm Rachel Jenneman, and I'm super excited because I have Macy Maxson here today. Macy, thank you so much for joining me all the way from Minnesota. Yes, Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, but I say you don't have. You're from Minnesota, but I, I'm not hearing the Minnesota. You know, I'm not. Don't you know? Like, I'm not hearing oh, really? it out of you. No. <laughs> is it more of a northern Minnesota thing? I think it is, or kind of like a little bit more in the country parts. I mean, I'm from the city, so okay. You know, it's just a typical northern accent, but you know, right. I can, it comes out here and there. Well, it's funny because I'm from Michigan, but I'm the lower part of Michigan, and. The Upper Peninsula, it's like its own country. I don't even know why it's a part of Michigan, because they sound just like Minnesotans. So it's a totally different accent above the bridge than it is below the bridge. And they say they do the A's and all of that. So if your your A's come out, we know it's because you're from Minnesota. But I have you here today because... I love what you're doing with your business, and we're going to go into your business here in just a moment. But a few years ago, I had learned something I didn't know before. I mean, I have traveled the globe. I've been all over the world, but I didn't know this. And that is there are girls out there in third world countries that they go to school. But then once they start their monthly cycles, be it 11, 12, 13, whatever, Many of them have to quit school because they don't have the products that they need to keep them in school. And that puts them at risk for not only poverty, but also human trafficking. And your business is combating that. I was looking for an organization that I could get involved with to help. And when I reached out to some people, your name was the one that kept coming up. And so thank you for not thinking that I was a creeper trying to connect with you. (laughs) You took a chance on me. But I want to go back, Macy, and I want you to tell me your story. Who is Macy leading up to where you are at now? For sure. That is a great question. I actually, I grew up in Minnesota, um, and I grew up in a loving Christian family, and so they have been just absolutely incredible and helping me pursue my dreams and um, always encouraging me to do what God has placed on my heart. And so I grew up in the recession, as a lot of us have. So watching kind of that happen with my, my family, with my friend's family, you know, with the community, with you know, just random people just needing needing jobs or just needing food, you know, like basic things, right, that we need over here, we take for granted for sure. I really felt a need because I saw that all of these business owners were really stepping up and providing jobs for people, sacrificing their own salary so they could provide for their community. And that was something that I was so encouraged by. I'm like, this is so cool. I would love to do this. And this people. is you as a young I, kid seeing this. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. So this is me when I was, you know, under 12 years old. 
And so just watching it, I'm like, okay, I, I think I can help here. I think I can. And I have a love for business. And one of the things that was hilarious is no matter where I was, I wanted, I always knew what I wanted to do. You know, I was like, okay, I'm going to be an architect or I'm going to be a doctor, you know, whatever those things were going to be. But I always wanted to own my own company. Mm-hmm. And so it didn't, it didn't matter. I just always wanted to own my own company, no matter what it was. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of led me into going to North Central University, which is in downtown Minneapolis. And so I went there for the business program. Now, take me back to your childhood. You said yeah. that your parents, they always supported you in your dreams. I mean, what were those dreams? Did you have a specific business that you wanted to own? Or what were kind of the clues as a child that said, yes, I, I, or I, I would be good at business? Yeah, so I I was always involved in church, um, and so I was just helping with children's ministry. I was always at church. It was so much fun helping, and I had multiple people like, oh, you should be a children's pastor, or you should go into ministry, or, you know, et cetera, and I'm like... Yeah, I mean, I would be good at that, I think. Like, I love, like, talking to people, and I love talking to the puppets, right? <laughs> and um, Oh, please don't tell me people my- still use puppets and kids church. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> but I, you know, I enjoy those things, but my parents are like, no, you have a natural gifting for this, and you need to stay on this course. So your parents, um, like, I- knew. Like, they, mm-hmm. I mean, they were just really involved in your life and knew your gifts and talents. I love that. Sorry, keep going. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, they were great. And so they always encouraged me, despite when I'm like, oh, I think I'm just going to go into ministry because that's what my friends are doing. Mm. They're like, no, nope, you are better served here. This is wow. where your giftings are, and this is what God has blessed you with. Mm-hmm. And so you need to stay on this course. And so, and I always had a passion for it. I always, when anybody has an idea or they have a gifting of their own, yeah. I'm like, okay, you could do this type of business, you could do this, mm-hmm. oh, and then you could turn it into this later. And so it was just something that was always so much fun for me and it still is to this day what was it Um, that your parents saw in you that said nope this is this is the trajectory you should take I think the business acumen that I had at such a young age Mm -hmm. and just I am super creative Mm. um, but also I have a very analytical mind as well and so there's kind of a there's kind of a mixture there and they're like, okay, this is, this is totally where you're at. You can succeed in anything, but like, this is a real big gift that you have and you can really succeed in this and you can mm-hmm. provide so much more for other people. You know, they're like, you can, if you want, you can give to these missionaries. Yeah. You can start companies that actually do things. You can help the churches, your local churches. Yeah. So much more than, you know, what you could, you could do doing something else. And mm-hmm. I think that if we're not operating in the gifts that God has for us, um, I think sometimes they can be missed, you know, because we're God gave us these gifts and we're passionate about them. And mm-hmm. why don't we just fulfill them? Right. Right. Instead of doing somebody else's dream. Right. Wow. Good for your parents. Like, like they were awesome. I They're awesome. You as the hero, but I think maybe your parents might be the hero in this story. <laughs> oh, they definitely are. They definitely are. <laughs> All right. So keep going. You're you're you grew up knowing that you're you're going to do a business. You go to North Central, which is an Assemblies of God Bible College. What's happening at North Central that's going to lead you to where you're at now? Sure. So when I first started going there, it was it was not known for their business program like it is now. Mm-hmm. Now it's absolutely incredible. Like I would go there again um, if mm-hmm. I could, if I had the choice uh, for business. But I, it was such a, and I think this has been 
something that's just progressively been a thing for the last couple decades is business as as missions or business a Christian business owner or kind of you know that realm of things isn't exactly it's not necessarily frowned upon but it's not encouraged in mm. younger kids right okay and so I remember I was in a class and a Bible class and I love this professor um, I love the class and he went around to everybody and was like okay what are you gonna be and one person would say oh I'm gonna be youth pastor and then he'd come to me and I'm and he'd well and he'd say oh good for you we need you and then the next guy would be a missionary he wanted to be a missionary he's like oh we need you and I'm like oh I'm Lucy I'm gonna be a business owner he's like oh okay and skips right <gasps> over me and I'm like oh, oh my that was rude. <gasps> so rude. You know, I'm like, I'm going to fund this guy's missions. I'm going right. to help him start companies and stuff. And like this youth pastor, his, my kids are going to go to his youth ministry. Come yeah. on, dude. And so that, I think for some people that discourages them, but for mm. me, it put more of a fire in me. Um, like I am going to do this. Yeah. I'm going to show you that I can actually do this, you know, and like God is giving me all these ideas and I want to be able to fulfill them. He's put them on my heart and, you know, with his guidance, I want to be able to do this. Mm-hmm. And so I learned so much in the business department. Um, there's so many incredible professors and I still talk to them to this day, which is incredible um, and really mentored me and given me a lot of support through even Garnew, starting Garnew. So it's been, it's been super fun. Um, and that's really where I learned to have my own relationship with the Lord too. It wasn't my parents' relationship. It wasn't the family's relationship. It was my personal relationship with Jesus, which has just propelled me further in just trusting him and knowing that this is what he's laid on my heart to do. And I have to do this assignment for as long as he wants me to do it. Right. Okay. You mentioned Garnew, which is your business, Mm -hmm. but before we get into the business, what are the conceptual stages of that? Like, what was birthed in you to want to start this business, this business tree, you know, this ministry slash business? Yes. Well, I had, I always wanted to start something, as I told you, kind of through childhood, Mm -hmm. but I, nothing quite ever stuck for me. I could easily do this. I could do that. Um, My trade is in marketing and like digital marketing. And everybody's like, oh, you could start a marketing agency. I'm like, ah. I'm just not as passionate about it. Like, yeah. I'm not passionate. And I need mm-hmm. to be passionate about this if I'm going to, if my life is going to be revolved around this for so many years, right? Mm-hmm. It felt definitely like um, an idea entrepreneur. So always had a bunch of ideas, but never actually executed for a while. Yeah. Purely because I needed to be passionate about it. And I wanted it to make a bigger impact than just, you know, stateside, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so initially I was irritated in college because... I would run out of feminine products okay, <laughs> and I had to leave campus to go get them. Mm-hmm. And then most of my friends, it was the same way. I was like, Oh, do you, do you need to go get some? Oh yeah. Okay. Me too. Let's go together. And so it was just kind of an irritation, right? And an annoyance. And yeah. so I'm like, huh, what if we could do these on subscription? Like what if this became a subscription and they're delivered right to my door, or my dorm, mm-hmm. and I don't have to worry about it. Right. And so that was like the initial concept and like, eh, okay, well, it's just, you know, they're just feminine products, right? Mm-hmm. And then eventually I started working with, I, I graduated and I started working at a, a for-profit company that actually worked very closely with the nonprofit venture. Mm-hmm. We, the for-profits were so fun to watch because they were, they obviously made money, but they gave most of their money back mm-hmm. to the 
nonprofit venture. And so venture, um, they're a Minneapolis-based nonprofit, and I actually ended up working for them for a short season as well. They are uh, they work in the with the least reached and the least resourced, and that's mainly in the Southeast Asia region. Mm-hmm. And so they are they want to provide physical needs. You know, a lot of them like just access to food is hard, mm-hmm. and just access to even just the Bible too. So a lot of them you give them the physical need and then you can also give them, they'll be more accepting to the gospel too. And a lot of, it's amazing what's happening over there. So that's kind of the basic concepts So like through food, um, a lot of the refugee crises over there and then anti-trafficking work as well. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I found out about Nepal and the work they were doing in Nepal and what they do is they partner with local nonprofit leaders. So they're not just coming in, you know, and helping. They're coming in and supporting the yeah. current mm-hmm. leaders in the community. So one of the big things, and like you were talking about earlier, is a lot of these girls, they won't be able to finish school because they have their menstrual cycles mm-hmm. those days. Mm-hmm. So, And this is a common issue everywhere in the world. Like it's something we take for granted, yes. just being able to go to Target or Walmart and grab yeah. our stuff. Right. We just we you see know, it as an annoyance, but we don't realize that the fact that we're able to provide for ourselves keeps us out of poverty, and <laughs> keeps us educated. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I know it's such a simple thing that we just completely take for granted. Mm-hmm. And so in these girls, they don't have access to this stuff. And depending on their culture, it might be taboo to use specific products that actually might be way more beneficial for mm-hmm. them. It just depends on the culture. Okay. Right. Okay. So it's interesting because you'd think, oh, well, I use these products and these are great. You should be able to use these over here. And, oh, no, actually, this is kind of a taboo type of product. Like, we'd have to use, like, this type of product. Okay. So it's very interesting, kind of like the immediate problem solver in me is like, oh, okay, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's help it another way. And so I heard some of these stories and these girls were... So specifically in Nepal, a lot of these girls were going to school, but a lot of them during that time of the month, they were, it's a shameful thing, right? So when you are menstruating, you know, you have to go through some, some cleansing and, you know, purifying, right? So there's like a 10 days they go into a shed now, and then they're stop, not seen. Stop right there. Why is it taboo? Why is it shameful? Why are they just kind of hidden away for 10 days? So it is one of those things where um, it's part of a cultural norm Mm -hmm. for them in their culture. And so for them, they think that if a woman is menstruating and she looks a man in the eye, that she will bring death upon him. Really? And so therefore, they do not want her to be seen. This is, yep, this is specifically Nepal. Okay. And then in other countries, it's not necessarily that way. It's Mm -hmm. just, it's, you know, it's a... I mean, it can be a, it feels like a dirty thing, right? But this yeah. is what our bodies, this is how God made us to be, right? right? right. He made us to do this so that we could give life. Mm-hmm. You know, some of those concepts, but again, if you don't have the gospel, how, how do you comprehend that right. too? Right. And so these girls, a lot of them, so specifically they work with the body people, um, B-A-D-I um, is how you spell it. So the body people did the lowest caste system in Nepal. Mm-hmm. And so these girls, they're, they everyone thinks that they did something in a previous life to cause them to be in this low caste system. Like they're below dogs now, in explain, that, in the caste system. Explain the caste system. Cause some people that may not have been overseas might not know what that means. Yeah. So the caste system, basically it's a hierarchy of, of people. 
And so it's, you don't see this as much now a days in modern societies, but basically you were born to a specific caste and, you know, you could be in the higher class and, you know, there's more wealth and there's more prestige and, you know, people look at you differently. And then there's the lower side of the caste system as well. And so everybody's kind of stuck in their caste. Mm -hmm. You can't really rise above it. And so it's hard for a lot of these people to, if they are born lower, to actually be able to do better for themselves because the caste system prevents them from doing so. Yeah. And so in the body people, they are, they're technically in the caste system, they're below docks, Mm. which is just horrendous to me. And so these girls, um, a lot of them, their profession is prostitution. And that's like, they're forced to do that. I mean, you'll see... uh, You'll see just grown men, you know, maybe in a different cast or whatever. They just, they think that they can use these women freely because they're in the low caste system. Mm-hmm. So very, you know, very dark and very just hard to comprehend too as an American, mm-hmm. right? Right. So these girls, so a lot of them, uh, they don't have products either. And so they are shunned from society. They are forced into prostitution to be able to make money. And then they can't even fulfill schooling because you know they have their they have their cycles, right? Right. And so what Venture did and the partners with Venture when they saw kind of what was going on, they started providing the girls with feminine hygiene kits and mm-hmm. with training. So just talking about their cycles and their body. Something that we learned in health class in what, fourth grade, um, whatever the class we take, Mm -hmm. right? So basically taking that concept and then teaching the girls, you know, here's what's happening to your body. This is why your body's doing this. And just kind of going through, you know, some of the basic kind of health stuff. But if no one's told you, you know, how, like, how would you know? Right. But, but, Um, but, okay. So they get these, these, these classes and they're taught, but before mm -hmm. they're taught, do they have any idea that their cycle connects to having children? I mean, do they have any idea? I think some do for sure. Mm -hmm. Cause you know, you do have some things that your mom kind of passes down to you, but some of them don't. Wow. It just kind of depends. And so, and for us, I think we forget like, oh yeah, this is, (laughs) I'm having this because I, I can get pregnant, you know, I can have children. Like mm-hmm. it, it is a correlation, right? It's female health and it's the mm-hmm. anatomy. Mm-hmm. But for a lot of people, it's not. Mm-hmm. And so for these girls, just simply teaching them about their bodies, they've been able to open up and talk about some of the things that have happened to them in the past and a lot of their stories and their testimonies and sharing them with each other. And mm-hmm. consequently, a lot of them have come to Jesus by talking about their menstrual cycles. Wow which is just absolutely incredible. And I was just so fascinated with this and just this concept of something so simple and so every day, you know, or um, monthly, I should say. (laughs) Something monthly that happens to you, but it's been able to lead these girls to Jesus. And are they... Oh, go ahead. No, you're good. um, are, Are many of these girls then able to stay in school because of having these products or are they still okay now are they shunned at all or because they're using products nobody really knows that that's happening besides them well yeah and so it kind of depends on the culture and kind of what schooling they're in so i know with um, the girls here we have these we have specific schooling for them and so Mm -hmm. that doesn't necessarily happen as much okay um and so depending on kind of where they're at but if you have the products it's a little bit easier to keep them discreet, right? Right. So you can, you know, you can 
function and do your thing. Um, and so especially there's a lot of ministries um, in Africa um, that do this as well. And so these girls don't miss a beat, you know, mm-hmm. when they have their products, which is absolutely incredible and awesome. This is what we want too. We want them to be able to stay in school that we want them to be able to provide for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a lot of these girls too, like the women that maybe aren't, you know, they're a little old to be in school, instead of having to go into prostitution to provide for their families, because they see feminine hygiene as luxury products as well. These are the older women, right? Mm -hmm. And so instead of having to go into that, we've developed another program with them, with with Venture, Mm -hmm. um, to be able to create feminine, or I'm sorry, entrepreneurial um, pursuits. So creating like mushroom farms, goat farms, having these women become business women and business owners Mm -hmm. and to be able to provide for themselves and have the opportunity to provide even more for themselves, you know, because sky's the limit, right? Yeah. When you have something. Um, And so to be able to provide for themselves and to employ other girls so that they don't have to go into prostitution. Okay. As well. I don't, I mean, I'm not trying to be graphic, but what products are allowed in Nepal? What, what are, what are the products, this products that some of the girls can use that maybe in other countries they can't I mean is it is it taboo to yeah. say tampon or use it or is yep. they, do they have to have something else yep so um so tampons are taboo and then I also tell menstrual cups and mm-hmm. so I'm thinking oh this would be a cool one like you know you just wash it it's you know it's reusable um but that's also taboo so for anything to be inserted is a taboo thing really um so they have to be yep so they have to be able to use pads and as we know actual pads like the disposable ones Mm -hmm. um are horrible for the environment Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so when they're disposing of them and they don't have proper disposal in those countries like we do yeah yes Right. So, I mean, if you have that, then it's just a bunch of pads floating everywhere. Right. Um, So what they use is reusable pads. So Mm -hmm. they're like cloth pads that are cotton ones that people can make and Mm -hmm. they just attach to the girl's underwear um, and she just washes them and they're a great product. Okay. So this is, you're finding this out. Is this while, this is right after college, right? That you're yeah. connected with yep. Venture? Okay, so this is burning in your heart. Now, you've got the mm-hmm. idea of a subscription. You have the the knowledge of what's happening with the girls in Nepal. How did the two then marry? So I was sitting in a meeting and we were talking about exactly what we're talking about here. Hearing some of the graphic stories, you know, very graphic of what has happened to a lot of these girls in the past. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're all just so nonchalant about it, but they're like, oh, well, I have Jesus now, so I'm good. Mm. And hearing these things, I'm like, are you kidding? This is so cool. Mm -hmm. You know, like I would be bitter my entire life if I experienced what you experienced. Yet you just have the freshness and the newness of Jesus. And and these girls have been told that they're worthy, finally. Mm. Like they're worthy. For the first time in their lives. Yeah. For the first time. And, you know, I'm just like trying not to bawl like a baby at this (laughs) table. And, And I'm like, wait a minute. You know, and one of the guys had said, he's like, yeah, we need like some type of business deal to fund this. Mm. And I'm sitting there like, oh, I have this idea. 
And so I like kind of left the meeting. I'm like, oh my gosh, I have this idea. I think this could work. You know, it actually connects for me. Like this is definitely more something I'm passionate about um, and helping these girls and helping women all over the world, you know, with their cycles. And yet I can do a a business stateside that funds the U.S. market, right? Mm -hmm. So the U.S. can buy my product, um, but then it can help directly fund these projects over here overseas. Yeah. So that's when it kind of hit like, oh, I can totally do this. Mm -hmm. I can totally do this. And so it kind of, so from there, it was a long process because most of my competitors in the U.S. market um, are very, very well connected. And, you know, feminine hygiene is not cheap. It is not cheap, no matter where you go, Mm -hmm. right? And so it was kind of a process of, like, creative problem solving. Like, Lord, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Like, this is a really big task to take on. To just constantly, he would bring the right people in. And I'm like, wow, I was totally asking that question in my head. I never verbalized that question. But this, you brought this person into my life to answer that question. Mm. You know, like these kind of random things and just how the Lord just lined everything up. And I just felt like this was exactly what I was supposed to do. So basically, um, in 2020 area, um, that's when I started Gurnu. Um, oh, right, a long in the middle, right in the middle of COVID. Awesome. Yep. <laughs> right in the middle of COVID. I mean, we're all home anyway, right? right. Might as well start a business. Sure. Yeah, why not? Yes. Yeah. So I started that um, and I wanted to create a full female health like automation, like something that women can use here teaches them about their cycles, right? Because even us here, we don't know the extent of what our cycle does, which mm-hmm. I found in my research. Like, yes, we have like a couple days of the month that are very important and crucial, but then we forget about the rest of the month and mm-hmm. how our body changes yeah. and the things that we can take advantage of during those specific weeks mm-hmm. or those specific days of the month, right. which is absolutely incredible. And we talk about that on our blog too. But I wanted to teach women about their health. I wanted women to take control of their bodies. Mm-hmm. Because right now we live in an age where people are telling you what to do. Doctors sometimes are, you know, they're not as, they might be educated, but they're not educated necessarily on your body. You mm-hmm. know, this is your body. Right. Um, and so really taking advantage of the education and the resources that you have to be able to know what you're putting in your body, whether that's products, whether that's medication, you know, what that looks like, and just really educating women to take control. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I wanted to create those clean products or 100% organic that you didn't have to worry about um, and have them all delivered to your door in a convenient fashion, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of so some of those things where it, it just all kind of birthed from the idea in Nepal and kind of what the girls are doing over there. If I can help with them and I can create something here stateside, hey, I'm golden. This will be so exciting. I can totally do this. And your business is called Garnu. Yep. Yep. And, and where it, did that name stem from? It actually means rescue in Nepali. Okay. So the the full term in Nepali is uh, Uvadar Garnu, Mm -hmm. Um, and I can't exactly get away with that on a URL, so I just (laughs) took the last part um, of Garnu, and then I added a U to it. Okay. So it became Garnu. Mm Mm-hmm. So pretty much the sum of Garnu is you are able to purchase organic tampons as a subscription, so they're delivered right to your door, yep. and then a portion of that funds girls in Nepal learning about their cycles and receiving the products that they need. 
Yep, yep. So each subscription, they support the feminine hygiene training, um, supports the feminine or the female entrepreneurship as well. So providing those girls with a different income. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're, um, and to the specific, the body girls that we talked about, and they're vulnerable to sex trafficking. Do you happen to know offhand how much it costs per month for a girl in Nepal or somewhere in a third world country? How much does it cost for them to be able to have hygiene products and to learn? about their body. Mm. Yeah, so um, I don't know the exact numbers, but basically the kits um, themselves, depending on how many reusable pads the girls get in there, um, a lot of them, if you were to buy them here in the States, a lot of them can be close to $100 for the package mm-hmm. of them. So I know we get them discounted through the, with, with, the, um, with Venture. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think they're closer to more like... 50 to 20 bucks but don't quote me on that necessarily um they just they always change and so then you have the training too so they have nurses kind of the the mothers of the house that will go through some training to be able to you know talk to these girls and teach them as well so some of that training in the curriculum there's a lot of nurses that volunteer nurses go to their house yeah so Yep, so some of the nurses, and then they'll do a fun training with the girls. Mm -hmm. Um, So if it's at a school, they'll get them all together, and then they'll, you know, they have diagrams of a menstrual cycle, you know, Mm -hmm. what that looks like, or the female anatomy. Mm -hmm. Um, It's really cute. We have a couple um, of those pictures on our website as well. Okay, I'll have to look that up. See some of that. Mm -hmm. What is included in, in a kit? So the kits, so it is the reusable pads. So they'll be, you know, the day pads and then the night pads um, and then some helpful cleaning supplies as well to be able to sanitize and, and then clean their, their products as well. And how long does a kit last? So the kits, I mean, if, the, if, the, if people take care of them, they can last a long time. And if they clean them properly, um, I would say they last a few years. Okay. But again, you're using cloth and and fabric, and mm-hmm. so it sometimes can get, you know, it, it, it's interesting. Um, so as long as you're like cleaning it, you know, as quickly as you can, mm-hmm. um, which some of these girls don't have the access to. But right. I would say a couple years for mm-hmm. sure. Okay. It just depends. So right. a, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and plus, you have girls over there that every day someone's growing up and entering puberty and so this is right. this is an ongoing ministry it's, it's never you know a problem that's really going to be solved it's something that we're going to need to keep funding and helping so that way these girls can get in educated so they can stay out of poverty mm-hmm. and human trafficking let's go back to business as a ministry i think we're starting to see more of that nowadays where you know when when you were in school i just can't believe someone would pass over you and not say you're needed because you (laughs) you are and i look at these business owners and i look at the marketplace as something so spiritual and do you see what you're doing as spiritual Oh, absolutely. I mean, there is so many days where I have to really just stay firm in my relationship with the Lord. And I have to know and trust Mm -hmm. because there are so many curveballs that are hit. There's so many attacks from the enemy constantly. And it's because I know that I'm doing something, you know, here and like the Lord is working and I have to just keep going. Mm -hmm. I just have to put my head down and I have to keep going. And so, you know, and this is just entrepreneurship wise, but even in corporate America and, you know, there's so much, I mean, when there's the center of money, you know, money, right? Yeah. People, people want it. People crave it. I think there's just a lot of, there's that spirit 
kind of an evil spirit that can surround it sometimes. And I think a lot of people feel that in corporate America as well. And so just really having a strong relationship with the Lord and really asking like, okay, how can I make an impact here? How can I, you know, infiltrate right, my company, right, for, for Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. So there's like so many different different things. But even in entrepreneurship, which I've been experiencing, is just it's 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 a battle. And so, and knowing like, okay, I, I, I am going to have to maybe provide for people eventually. Like I have to be so secure and I have to trust the Lord here to know that he's going to provide for me as well. Mm -hmm. You know, so there's so many different things, but I definitely see it as a, as a ministry. I think there's so many aspects where I encourage a lot of younger people to go into this because you can provide people with their livelihoods, right? Like that's a, that's an amazing thing that you can be able to do. And then you can help people and be able to give to different areas like overseas or help in different, um, in different capacities, or you have the flexibility to be able to serve, you Mm -hmm. know, at your local church a little bit more, you know, Mm -hmm. there's so many different things that you can do just based off this profession and this vocational ministry. And you're, you you see it in the Bible. You look at the Proverbs yeah. 31 woman. She bought a field oh, yeah. with her earnings and she, you know, she created a vineyard. And you look at Lydia, who she was a yes. prayer warrior and she was uh, the house church was at her house. And yet she, mm-hmm. here she was this prominent businesswoman in town. So, I mean, so many great examples of, of people in scripture. Have you ever gotten any pushback, one, because of what you're selling and, and you, the vision that you have? But also because of your age, because you're young. You're what, 26? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, so have 26. you gotten any mm-hmm. pushback from either your age or from the vision that you have what you're doing? Both. So it's it's funny because a lot of people in my industry, they're very forward and very progressive. Um, and some of the things that they even do, I'm like, oh, that's a little tough. That's a little tough. What you do know, you mean by that? I So basically for us so we're trying to get rid of the stigma pastels and humor so we're trying to make it a fun experience for women but with a lot of other people and a lot of other companies they are trying to erase the stigma by really showing the graphicness Mm, of a cycle which you know it is it's life right but for me and a lot of my customers but is it necessary yeah (laughs) exactly necessary is it necessary? And so I think there's a way of doing it tastefully um, that's not in your face all the time. And so we found a market to Garnew where a lot of these women, like we're women, we're feminine and we embrace femininity. You know, we'd like to be called a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, this is our, these, this is our cycle. We don't need to see it. We know about it, mm-hmm. but we're going to do it very tastefully. And so, and for a lot of women too, it's your cycle can be seen. Lots of women have different feelings about it, right? So you could, it could be a relief every month. It could be, um, it could bring lots of sorrow because you're trying to get pregnant or it can be an annoyance. Like for most of us, it is. Mm-hmm. And so despite that experience, Experience that you feel, we want to provide an experience that you that is unforgettable and you enjoy to receive every month. Mm-hmm. And so that's part of why we kind of do what we do. But in but in that, so in the industry, I face a lot of criticism just because I'm not showing the graphicness of okay. my products. Mm-hmm. And then, which I think makes you too. very classy. I just think that Thank you. Yeah, it makes you very classy. <laughs> and I've been on your Instagram. Like I've seen the Garnu Instagram and the funny reels that you all put together. I think you're, you're bringing humor 
to what we experience on a monthly basis. But yes, you're very classy and feminine about it. And I know as as a Christian woman, I can appreciate that. But anyway, continue on your age now. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, yes. And then with my age too, definitely people look at me like, okay, you you don't have as much life experience. You don't you don't know how to do these things. You haven't started three other businesses yet. But yeah, I know. But I come with a fresh. You got to start somewhere. Well. <laughs> and you got to start somewhere, right? Yeah. And so I may not do business like you do, but I'm going to do it the way that God has created me to be. And that's been a struggle with me is, okay, I got to do all of these things because this is what everybody else does. Mm-hmm. And just realizing, well, no, because God created me differently, yeah. you know? And, and so I have to walk in what God created me to be and how God wants me to do this as well. Mm-hmm. And so, so there's part of that. And then even with the type of industry it is. So as we've talked about, I'm maybe more conservative, you know, than, than other companies that are in the market. Right. Um, but still there's mainly in Christian business circles, um, in the AG circles, it's mainly men who are like the business owners, right? Mm. There's not as many women. And so when I talk to men, it's so funny because everybody cringes. (laughs) Um, how to make people feel uncomfortable (laughs) one-on-one. Exactly. I think I should take a class on it. I, I now my, when people are like, Oh, Macy, what do you do? I'm like, I sell tampons online. And everybody either starts laughing or they like cringe. I had one man, one gentleman, he spit out his drink. He was laughing so hard. Um, and so now I just embrace it. I'm like, you know what? I love to make people laugh. I think yeah. it's super fun. And so we're just going to embrace it. And yeah. hopefully people will understand what I'm doing as they're laughing about it. You know? Right. And um, by the way, sir, while you're concept. cringing, tell your wife about my products. <laughs> like, Yes, exactly. <laughs> So it there's definitely been a a bit of adversity, but you know if something something's not worth it unless you can you face a little bit of that, right? Right. And we are starting to see more female business owners out there, but yes. not necessarily doing what you're doing, which yeah can be uncomfortable for some people to talk about. And I mean, it it is what it is, and we just have to yep. yeah you just have to go with it. How many employees do you have right now? So it is just me full time, but I have a few part time employees, um, and so we and we're working hard just trying to sell tampons. You, but you just opened up a new merch line. Yes. Yep. So we started with menstrual cups, and that wasn't going to be our main line. That was something we started with. Um, so menstrual cups are an awesome reusable feminine product that you can use. A lot of it's very popular with girls under the age of 20. Mm-hmm. It's becoming kind of a new thing because it's a lot cheaper, right? Yep. So you only pay one time and it lasts for about 10 years. Mm. So very cool. We have a lot of how to <laughs> how to use those. And then we just launched our, um, our organic, 100% organic tampon line as mm-hmm. well. Mm -hmm. And so that's on subscription. That's a big, that's our main product. Um, We love, we love tampons. (laughs) (laughs) And so a hundred percent organic cotton and then BPA free applicators. Everything's recyclable and it's fun and they're cute colors. They're purple. So, um, which I think, isn't that the color that Lydia sold too? Yes, that's true. Mm -hmm. Did you make that connection or did you just think about that? (laughs) Just realize I just thought about that now. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) See, you're really spiritual and you didn't even know it. Yes. But you you also, you also just opened up a line of shirts and. Yes, we did. Yep. So most of my friends, I'm in that stage where a lot of my friends um, are having babies right now. So they Mm -hmm. don't have their 
motorcycles. And so I'm sitting there like, huh, I need you guys to be able to buy something from me just to support me. <laughs> right. And so, and then all my male friends. And so I created a merch line as well. And it's not a typical merch line. The stuff is actually really cute mm-hmm. and you can wear, and it doesn't have anything to do with cycles on it. So yeah. don't worry. We have some freedom fighter shirts. So they say like freedom fighter on the front and then not for sale on the back. And then we have a cute hoodie too um, that has freedom fighter on the front and then on the back it has speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. Mm. So we're really pushing that and yeah, that's our merch line as well. So it's super fun. So you have different options. You can either get your feminine products or you can grab a t-shirt or a sweatshirt too. That's awesome. Well, Macy, I love what you're doing and I, I, I love the business concept. I love the fact that you're taking a portion of that and helping girls overseas and what you're doing is spiritual. It's just as spiritual as somebody that's, you know, pastoring at a church. And I never want mm-hmm. you to think that it's not. Macy Maxson, you can find her on Instagram and Facebook. You can find Garnu on Instagram. And yeah, make sure you follow Garnu because they have some great. I, I love reels. And I get. <laughs> Sometimes I can get too caught up in them and I have to put my phone away so I don't sit there for hours. But you have some great reels right. in there. You're, you're, you're being classy and feminine, but also bringing humor, which is great. Anywhere else that I can, I can find you or is it just Instagram and Facebook? Nope, Instagram and Facebook, and then we are on TikTok as well. Okay. Um, for those of you who do that, um, but basically it's just reels, right? So, but we're also there. Okay, and then... Um, I will make sure that I put Garnu in the show notes. So ladies, if you're listening, this is something that you want to get behind because not only are you providing for yourself when you purchase from Garnu, but then you are also providing for girls overseas Mm -hmm. to make sure that they get an education, that they don't fall into the trap of poverty and human trafficking. Any last words, Mm -hmm. Macy, before we, we depart? Yeah, I think that we, we're just trying to change the cycle of human trafficking with our cycles. Yeah. And so, and that's something we want to put the power into your hands. And, you know, you can know that when you, when you menstruate every month, like your cycle is actually doing something. Yeah. And so I think we need to learn, we need to find other companies that are making those impacts mm-hmm. so that, you know, we can make a global impact mm-hmm. in just the simplest things like yeah. our cycles. And no girl. So thank you. This has been fun. Yeah, it's been oh, awesome. Sorry. No, I was just going to say no girl should have to suffer because of her uniqueness of being right. a woman. And I right. and I love the fact that God placed us in America so we can, we, we are in a capitalist society, so then we can create wealth so we can give it away, yes. you know? Yes, and I had, absolutely. I, 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 I had a pastor, I say this all the time on my podcast, but I had a pastor that would always say, the the kingdom of God is not funded on the widow's two mites. You know, we have to mm. create wealth in order to, give it away and fund the kingdom yeah that's what you're yep. doing so thank you so much macy thank you for having me it's a fun conversation thank you for joining macy and i on that insightful conversation god is using macy's business skills to bring hope to girls in nepal what about you never think that where god has you isn't spiritual he has you where you are for a reason and he can use what you are doing in mighty ways to help others in need. Don't forget to share, download, and subscribe. And remember, you were created unique on purpose. You are loved. And because of Christ, you have been made worthy. I will see you next week.